Hello there. This is Vicki, and thank you so much for listening to an episode of Intuition, Your First Sense, where we mix coaching and intuition and business practices and helping you to live your life using your first sense, which is intuition, and how all of this life living stuff that we're experiencing mixes in with that. It needs to be integrated and not a separate thing anymore. And that's part of my mission, if you will, in this lifetime. So this is the second part of the Distraction in Action series. I did one previously that was about avoiding. And these are the three elements that I see a lot of the times within people when they are distracted and To be clear, this is towards their own brilliance, their own greatness, their own joy, their own expansion of their human self. Like there tends to be this, um, yes, I want it. Oh boy, Um, that's exactly who I am. No, I'm not. And some bravado that shows up. But I, I found that there were these three elements that I kept running into. And I love patterns, so I paid attention. And it was avoidance apathy and amnesia. This one is about apathy. And it happens more than we realize. And I feel like these three A sisters all work together. They're like that little gang in the neighborhood you can't get away from until you actually stand up to them, um, which is pretty funny. I never considered it before. And that's making me giggle a little bit. (laughs) So I love when my guides interfere in this process and give me another picture that I didn't already have. But that one's fun. And this is part of learning how apathy affects all of us and how you can recognize it, maybe call it, uh, and then release it. So this fun brain of ours, I think it gets apathy involved um, to resist your greatness. I think it creates a um, maybe a slowing down because the expansion of the soul is going to happen. Um, But I feel like it comes in to distract and to maybe help us tell a story of can't achieve just a little bit longer. Um, And I'd like to call on it because I truly believe everybody here wants to live as their full expression of themselves in human form anyway. There's no way to be your full expression of yourself and as your soul because that's non-physical, but we can merge the two and have the soul help the human psyche Uh, that often slams on the brakes and freaks out a little bit because it can feel overwhelming to feel your full potential, can it? And we can't even feel our full potential. We can feel the next level of full potential, but it can feel overwhelming. It can feel like, whoa, that's a lot. I don't know if I can do that. Um, I know myself sometimes when I get a, I call them a heads up or a hit about what's uh, pending in the soul process of Vicky. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, she's, I don't know. And then I remember all the times that I said that before and then just have to step up and do it. But the act of when apathy is practiced and active within oneself, we can pretend that it's no big deal that that thing that we really do want that our soul is pulling in and our desired self is pulling in. Um, and I feel like apathy tends to get in the way of having empathy for ourselves too. 
and then empathy for others. Because by definition, empathy is the opposite of apathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and share feelings of another, to understand maybe not exactly what that person's going through, but what the feeling of sadness or grief or stress or happiness and all that is, you know, within the feeling within themselves. Whereas apathy is a lack of interest, enthusiasm or concern even, um, not feeling and, and not being able to connect in. And someone with empathy might feel sympathy for a friend. It's not necessary for these those feelings to overlap. So as such, apathy and sympathy cannot coexist, you know, where sympathy is acknowledging in another. And I think often sympathy is joining somebody in their pain rather than recognizing what they felt. Um, so apathy and sympathy can't coexist because sympathy is kind of jumping in the mud with people. I'd rather you practice empathy, quite frankly. But empathy and apathy can, because I believe we can understand another person's experience and not care. And I'm here to say, that's okay. And I'm not talking about the perceived aspect of this when somebody has a diagnosis or a uh, unique wiring that makes them so amazing and they project a feeling of not caring, but they might actually care. What I'm talking about is in the majority of our lives, we can completely understand what a person's going through it, not really care to get involved, not care to participate. And I feel like that's okay. Um, I think that's important to recognize because this is apathy with another person. And maybe there's a history with that person um, where you can completely understand where they're coming from, but you're not going to go there. So when someone says, no, I, I really don't care, that can be truthful. It can be oh, so clear and honest. It's beautiful, actually. But what I'm talking about is the apathy with self and our own process and our uh, desires that come up from within in the lifetime that we'd like to lead. And there's this practice of pretending you don't care um, or getting so good at expecting to be disappointed that you then practice apathy. You get into the place of not caring. The thing that comes to mind for me are teenagers and having raised three, I feel like I swam in the fake apathy soup for a decade. Uh, and this is when pretending becomes reality, right? They act, they're too cool to care. Um, they're, they act like they don't care about something. But if you really look at their eyes and you listen to their words, most of the time they're actually coming from a place of just connection and, and care and, and wanting to be seen and heard and everything. So I think we can, start practicing recognizing the teenager within us. If you're acting like you don't care, but there's a little bit of a flutter within yourself, we need to pay attention to that. And most of the time, oh man, these kids, they really do care, like I said. And that's where I think some of the harming, self-harming behaviors come from because they do care and they want to feel, but it's been turned down maybe because of shutting down is easier 
and then it continues to happen and they just don't know how to handle their own sensitivity and maybe nobody's helping them understand the language of emotions and then it becomes a habit and then sometimes that's seen as self-centered adult, but it's also a self-protective mechanism. So we all have this capability within us to, to pretend that we don't care or to turn down the desire of what we want because maybe we're afraid of our own power or maybe the dreams seem too big to address so you turn down your caring on them or you don't know how to get there so you're telling your system, oh, I just don't care about that. And that's the subconscious trying to protect you. It's not really being just a jerk. It's trying to protect you. Um, and this is where I feel like avoiding works in cahoots with apathy in the distraction and action game. Because your subconscious tries to protect you by suggesting you don't care, by suggesting it's no big deal that you didn't write up that PDF for the class or you didn't reach out to that person to schedule an interview. Who cares? You know, no big deal. I'm fine without it. All of these defense mechanisms. Um, and then that way you can ignore the feelings of wanting more and you can just coast with life. Uh, just go with the flow of avoiding because that's worked in the past, but has it really? There's an intelligence within you that says, no, this isn't quite enough. Um, I do want more. And whatever that more means, I have to pay attention to, and I have to actually acknowledge to myself that I do care. Um, and maybe by recognizing that distraction comes in these forms, you can start to do that because I know I can be the queen of avoiding in my own expansion, not intuitively, but in bringing product out there and um, launching courses and all the stuff that I know I'm good at and I want to do. But the, you know, I have an active subconscious as well. So by looking at this and saying, you know, I really do care that people get the tools that they want to have and they just maybe don't know what they are or have things described. Somebody said to me the other day, you take the toughest concepts and you make them sound easy. And I was like, oh, thank you. That's so amazing because I really do think we're making this human thing so much harder than it needs to be. So by pointing this stuff out, you know, maybe it gives you that direction and hopefully some humor and being able to say to your subconscious, nice try, buddy, but I listen to this podcast that says this is apathy and I'm pretending to not care about the thing that I know I really do care about and I'm going to take at least one step so that you're not as strong, What, however that works for you. Because honesty is really important. Um, pretending to not care has never really worked for anyone before. It can leave you lonely. Um, it can leave you feeling like you're living this different life than you want to live. Um, pretending not to care what other people think. I, while I think it's important to care about people, but not necessarily their opinion, there's no way to <laughs> say, I haven't cared what someone thought about me. I'm a three on the Enneagram man. I care deeply. But pretending to not care doesn't get us anywhere. We have to be able to say, okay, I do care about that. How can I have it be less of a distraction and, and less of a avoidance of my own greatness? of what it is that I aspire to be. And that could be 
any number of things. When I say greatness, I want you to hear it as what lights you up. I am not talking about everybody needing to have a million followers or be on a stage or make this public impact. I am so grateful for those that tend to their gardens, who live a life that they're kind to their animals and they know their neighbors. That is a huge impact. That is living greatness. And I feel like the bravery it takes to be able to say, I know what my greatness is and this is my greatness and what other people have to say about it is none of my dang business. So I don't have to pretend to not care anymore because I care about what I think. I care about, you know, maybe what those closest to you think, but not the whole proverbial they that lives in the world. And apathy can really get fed if you're listening to the static of other people's fears. Because I have really seen when people start to show up in their own belief in themselves and the surety of who they are, oh, the people around often have an opinion of that. And then when they start sharing that opinion, I've seen people almost melt um, and not in the ooey gooey way, but in the make myself smaller and hide way because they slip back into that apathy of pretending that they don't care when in fact they do. It's all about redirecting to self. And we have to do that with compassion and a little bit of spunk. Like I said in the avoidance episode, we have to know that we are more resilient than we think we are. And we have an intelligence inside each one of us And you have it within you that knows best what your alignment is. You know, I can read for you. I can feel it. I can even feel myself inside your alignment when I'm connecting. But it's still not up to me what your greatest expression of you is. That's up to you and your soul. So if we could have a little bit of compassion with a little bit of spunk, I think that goes a long way. Um, There, You might need a plan So say you do have a, uh, I think the easiest thing to do here is like you have something you want to do for the community and you want to help bring people together and you want to help them to perhaps learn how to sustainably garden. Okay. You still have to have a plan. You can want all of those things and you can Um, desire for that and you can be connected with your soul and know that, oh, this is what I really want to do. But you still have to have a plan. Um, I would suspect that if you were putting together something like that, you've already grown stuff. And even if you didn't call it a plan, getting the dirt, getting the seeds, watering them, that was a plan. So one of the ways to address the, I don't have to pretend that I don't care anymore, it's kind of a double negative, is to consistently congratulate yourself on what you've learned to do. And when you have a plan, you can look back on that and you can say, I'm going to allow myself to feel. That's the first part of my plan of apathy, acknowledging apathy and not going numb anymore. I'm going to allow myself to feel. I know it can be scary. I know, I know, but you can do it. You came into this world with the full excitement of experiencing emotions, you can do it. And maybe you need help and maybe you need a safe space. Maybe there's a desire to open up a little portion of your vulnerability and 
with that, you really believe in yourself that you can do it and you can calm your system down by acknowledging that you learned other things in the past and you will learn this. You will learn where it is safe to practice your emotions. You will learn that you won't blow up if you say to somebody, I'm scared. And you learn to tie your shoes so you can learn to do this. If you take the perceived drama out of it, um, we, our brains and society, we tend to make everything too big. You don't have to tell anyone that you're learning to open your heart. I am so amazed by the people on TikTok who are showing up, talking about their depression and their anxiety or their days and having a laugh about something. So impressed. And sometimes I want to say to them, okay, are you on here because you needed someone to talk to or do you want us to confirm that absolutely this place that you're in, you're going to stay in the rest of your life. And truthfully, eh, I swipe up on those because I'm like, nope, I am not giving the energy to that. I'd love to help, but I can't help millions of people on TikTok every day or I'd never be in my own business, right? So learning to take the heightened energy out of it, learning to take the fear and you, you do that, honestly, by just taking a couple breaths and to face it and say, yeah, this is feeling really big right now, but at least I'm feeling and I'm not in that numb place or in that apathetic aspect any longer. And you've done this so many lifetimes. And while you think there's a great weight or pressure to whatever you want to grow or achieve in this lifetime, it can still be broken down into smaller pieces to be better absorbed and applied. Because you know what? You didn't do all hundreds of your lifetimes at once either. You did them piece by piece. So whatever you're approaching, if you do those micro movements, I promise they add up. And then when you allow yourself to care, and again, I know that's hard because you've been let down before in the past, but were you let down by others or you let down by yourself? Because when you're let down by yourself, you can address that. Um, you have much more strength and resiliency and humor and integrity and curiosity and a desire to go forth <laughs> than you really know you do. Um, and it can be difficult because you have the memories of that in the past, but we're feeling beings and the feelings have a responsibility and we come in with the responsibility of wanting to learn what they are and how to best work with them. So although you may not want to feel grief, it needs to be felt in order to move. It will stay stuck in your energy field. It will stay stuck in all of who you, who you are if you don't allow yourself to feel it and move it through. And you can get help with that. Get a therapist, coach, best friend, uh, running coach. I don't know. Uh, but as soon as you decide that apathy is no longer where you want to live, um, that life force energy will light up and you will begin to feel that excitement so that you may still not know what to do, but you're no longer afraid because you've already experienced things in the past. So you've built some skills. And the next time a feeling comes up, you can let it come up. Don't be afraid of it and don't avoid it. Let yourself feel it. If it feels like it's too much for the situation you're in that moment, you're going to take some breaths. You're going to move your body. 
because the energy of feelings needs to move. And if you move your body, it will help you to address the fear that might come up that feels like panic that you're allowing yourself to feel this. And if you have the opportunity to let the feeling come up and bubble out of you, and if it's tears or anger or frustration um, and eventually makes its way to joy, um, well, it might make its way to irony before it makes itself to joy. Let that do it because your feelings are doing their jobs. Um, they're not in charge, nor are they monsters. Your feelings are your indicator of where you are in life. And if you learn to use that as your GPS system and stop practicing this thing of apathy, you will have the direction you need. You will have the courage to move through whatever you need to do. When you understand emotions and your emotions, they're no longer scary. They're simply energy that's moving through. And then you get to plug into your intuition because intuition does not work without feeling. It just doesn't. Even if you're not someone who is primarily clairsentient and clear feeling, you cannot process intuition without emotions. It needs it to understand what everyone's going through because there's a frequency of each emotion feels differently and each emotion feels differently for different people. When I'm working with someone, I can't take you know, a hard and fast rule that what I'm feeling here is, is sadness or grief or, um, anger or deviant behavior. Like I have to go in with knowing what my vibration of all of these things. And it was hard, hard for me to, pre to stop pretending I didn't care because caring got you hurt in my childhood household <laughs> and getting your expectations up just poof. That did not go well. And then through some of the frustrations in my marriage and everything, I just learned to be like, no, it's fine. It's okay. I don't care. No big deal. You go on with your life. I'll just be over here. And then at some point I was like, this sucks. I do not like this. I am feeling all these things and I don't know what they are. So I had to teach myself what my sadness was, what my hilarity was, what did it mean for me when I just didn't care? I could have empathy that someone was going through something, but I don't care. That was hard um, because I thought, boy, I'm just of a shit of person, aren't I? And then I realized, no, you have boundaries. Congratulations, girlfriend. So I know it's scary and I know that it can feel like you're going to get lost in there, but I also know because a lot of the times what I'm doing with people is walking them through their emotions so that they can feel the rise of the vibration to be in another emotional state because they'll flow up. They will flow up in frequency if you give them the opportunity. So the real truth of this is no one is going to do your life for you. No one is going to be able to feel your emotions for you, nor are they going to be able to shift all of that. We can help and I'm happy to, but I can't do it for you, nor can anyone else. If you are old enough to listen to this podcast and understand some of what I'm talking about, you are old enough to face your avoiding apathetic, and then eventually we'll talk about the amnesia self, and, and figure out what you really want. Um, 
this is it's important because this is where honesty comes into play and honesty with self will always prevail. It will always present to you the people you want to be in connection with. It will always bring in the experiences you want to have or the job or the hike or the house or whatever it is. Being able to look at your and feel and experience your emotions. And I'm not saying this is where you go out and you spew all over people. I'm asking you to experience your emotions, not to go um, expecting someone else to help you carry your emotions. They might be big at times, but you have to do this for you. And then once you realize that, it's actually a lot of fun. And the whole idea that I, I say that there's no magic wand, well, that doesn't mean there's not magic. There's no magic wand to just wave and do the bidding for you. You are the magic. You have it within you, but you cannot access that magic without allowing yourself to feel. So willing to do it? I hope so. Um, because when you feel, you get to feel all the really fun, high level, vibrational, hysterical, irony. And I think the Zoll often looks at the human experience as something of hilarity, of something of, I get to do this again? That's stinking funny. Um, and I feel like the more that we can embrace that, just the better our lives will feel. And by looking at and being willing to assess whether you're in apathy because you're afraid of feeling the really good stuff, that might be true, but you're not going to be able to feel the really good stuff unless you look at the apathy part. So this is the second part of the series. Uh, like I said at the beginning, the <laughs> those three A sisters. Um, and hopefully we can thank them for being in the neighborhood and helping us to understand the last part of the series, which will be in a few weeks uh, in the distraction in action. And the, all of this helps you to be more focused. We'll talk about uh, the amnesia, which I believe is part of the human condition that blocks out um, our own potential, greatness, joy, and connection, and that affects everything. So thank you very much for being present for this episode, for being willing to feel your own feelings and to be learning what your expression of you is in the world, because we need all the individuals to understand that about themselves. And then it will become such an amazing ripple effect and when people are happier, that transcends the fear and the anger and the conspiracy stuff and everything that's out there. And we can raise the vibration of our universe through knowing who we are and allowing ourselves to feel. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com. V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com or at Coach Vicki Baird on all the social platforms. Mm -hmm.